Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Pot of the Damned. Just a quick reminder to jump onto our website at potofthedamned.com and place your vote for the film that we are going to be talking about in the final episode of our 31 Days of Horror. There are nine options and you all get to pick. So do it. Well, not now because you're listening, but after you listen. This episode of Pot of the Damned is rated S for spoilers. You've been warned. I could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow up thy soul, freeze thy young blood. What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? I am here to investigate the disappearance of a young girl. It's me, Luke. Luke. They turned me into a mouse. Oh, my. Who's the Grand High Witch? Where is Rowan Morrison? If Rowan Morrison existed, we would know. You've cursed this family. Liars. You are despicable little liars. God, my Lord, and now begin, oh, help me, and I'll leave my sin. For I repentant thou shalt be, from evil I will turn to thee. We are in for a twinkle. Oh, my God! Okay, welcome back to Podcast of the Damned and another day, another episode, another subgenre of horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we are jumping into, I have to just say, I'm... I'm, I am brimming with excitement because this is one of my all-time favourite subgenres of horror, so I'm just, like, so excited. Uh, we are talking about folklore horror um, today, and I'm Em. I'm Jane. I'm Shori. And I'm and, just breathless because oh, I'm like excited. When, yeah, just like yesterday when we feel like we've just done brilliant picks all round and we couldn't decide how to go with them. We're in the same position today. And folklore was one I was just like, oh, there's once again so many options, so many different. Oh, it's just really good. So many. And I think that we have another, you know, not the not that all of the episodes of this podcast haven't been fantastic, of course. <laughs> but I think, and you know what? But but honestly, even when we do episodes where we talk about a movie that is like maybe not so great. It's a lot of fun to like yeah, watch it totally, and dissect totally. why We're it's not great. So what I will say is, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> so what I will say is not that we have like another great episode because they're all great, but I think this is another episode with three great movies, like mm-hmm. genuinely fantastic movies and very different, very different representations very of different, this, yeah. um, this genre. So I will, yeah, I will before we jump in just say I think, yeah, for me, this is, as I said, one of my favourite, favourite subgenres of horror. And I think much like um, paranormal slash possession horror, which is probably my other favourite subgenre of horror, I think I like it because this is a, for me, folklore horror is that perfect meeting of um, there's there's sometimes a little bit of uh, confronting violent scares which is really perfectly balanced with what I see as really skillful building of tension. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I feel like this subgenre does that really well. Um, and especially yeah. because often in folklore horror, it's dealing with um, myths and stories. So it's really reaching back to the fact that 
uh, horror stories or the idea of some kind of, kind of evil presence has been a part of human culture forever. For a very um, long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. This is this is what folklore horror does. It reaches back into the you know the the beginnings of of those kinds of narratives. So I just I just really adore it. Um, so it's I was gonna say it's not normally my. You, by the time people have listened so far into this podcast, I think they can realize this folklore horror, horror is probably not my first choice for a horror movie, just because yeah. I'm. As much like, and I do love them. I do, you know, and like I, like we've said, these movies are all phenomenal. And the, you know, we're doing this is a two parter, so we've got the next one tomorrow as well. Mm. Um, but the sometimes the slow burn, mm. like you know, and as much as I love these it. movies, yeah. See, I'm I, I like it, but then sometimes I'm like, come on, come on, mm. let's go. Come I know, on. but that's but that's, that's, that's just me. Big that's my stuff. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, yeah. what I love about it is because the just like what I'm saying, like the the historical nature of the villains as well. Like, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I, th- I think for me the slow burn means that the big scenes, it's such a it's such a cathartic payoff because mm-hmm. yeah. you do have this and slow burn and then you're like, ugh. Like, if if it pays off, though. Like, if you – there's the problem with some not, – not the ones we're covering for these yeah, two no. episodes, but there are some out there where you mm. will sit and watch this movie for an hour and a half mm. and then you get to the payoff and you go, Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. You know, well, it's just it's the letdown. Made by Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and but, as we've said, those are not the films we're talking about today. No. So these are, are very good films. So we'll, we're going to start, and I'll preface this again, much like yesterday's episode. We feel that they're all good. We didn't really have a sense of a yeah. hierarchy, so we've mm-hmm. just kind of gone right. Let's just let's just do it in any old order. Um, so we're going to start with my pick for this episode, which was the original The Wicker Man movie, the 1973. Three. Three. Yep. 1973. I'm so, um, I'm, I'm so glad we did the 1973 and not the Nicolas Cage one. Uh, as much as I adore Nick Cage, <laughs> yes, I'm also. We'll do, that's we'll do a shitty remake podcast. episode one day. Yeah, or we'll do a Nick Cage podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's going to happen. That's not even in the top 30 Nicolas Cage movies. Oh wow! <laughs> no, probably not. No, actually, he's done. He is prolific. I think you're yep. both going to give me an education on Nick Cage. Whether really <laughs> you like it or yeah. not, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, so, right. Shuri, hit us with IMDb. So it's a Puritan police sergeant arrives in a Scottish island village in search of a missing girl whom the locals claim never existed. Now, Edward Woodward, who is the main actor in this, do you know what his name is without all the D's? Do you, know, do you know this story? It's Iwa Wuwa. <laughs> Why is that a thing? You're such a, like, dad. Such <laughs> a dad. Your dad joke. Oh. I had to. I had to. It's Edward Woodward. I've got to say he loved that as well. Iwa you, Wuwa. You, that whole moment was just... <laughs> okay. Fantastic. I thought, because you know what, Elroy is a real fan of dad jokes as well, and I thought mm-hmm. you were just going to do what Elroy did, which was... Because I had the joy of being able to introduce someone to this movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I watched this with El Warrior and he'd never seen it. And he gave me the whole backstory. I've like, never seen it either. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So he gave me the backstory of like, oh, so this guy, at the time, he was in this series and he was really well known for being this kind of character. And I was like. The equaliser. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, just mm-hmm. a, shh. <laughs> I just want to watch it. Um, but yes, anyway, Iwa Wuwu, whatever. Yeah, Iwa Wuwa. Iwa Wuwa, which I think is what we have to refer to him as yep. from now on. Um, 
this this film, golly gosh, I don't know if it was the the first. Uh, no, undoubtedly, it's one, not the first folklore horror film. But I feel like this film no. is a seminal. It is still a seminal text in this subgenre. I feel like it's you can see, especially in films, actually. Yeah, no, okay, I'm just going to say, especially in films like Midsommar and other films of that ilk, you can see, clearly see the references to this Oh, film. yeah, 100%. You, know, yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. how it's been influential in a lot of films in this subgenre. Absolutely. So it's, um, and my God, it's a trip. What a trippy film. It is like, absolutely a trip. I want to imagine what yeah. it was like for people watching it in a cinema in the 70s. Like, wow. Even the, even the way, and I had never noticed this, and Elroy pointed this out and I was like, fuck, you're right, and that is... I'm sure purposeful. All of the music in this movie is diegetic. There is no yeah. score. There's yep. no mm-hmm. everything is yep. ha- is music that's happening in the world, and yeah. so it just kind of it really it builds this sense of because the music sounds like it could be a score, but then you realize I don't know that's actually the out this. There's so many recorders, people playing recorders in this in this film. And you realise, no, no, that's just the, the people playing their recorders over there. So you get a sense that the world that this cop has found himself in is in itself, it's otherworldly. It feels mm-hmm. like he's arrived somewhere else. Um, it's I don't even know where to begin to talk about this. Well, so it's film. Well, is it, it's what's the what's the name of the island? Because I know that it's um, that? I don't know Christopher Lee is Lord Summer Isle. Yeah. Seeing young Chris, I never knew Christopher Lee was young, young Christopher Lee. until I, know, I saw wow. this film. Exactly. I was like, yes. I thought he was just was like, born an old man, but holy shit. Yeah. Like he was yep. actually young ones. And I, I love that even this very young Christopher Lee, still so much gravitas, like oh, so, yeah, yeah. so fantastic voice. In role. Yep. So, yeah, so commanding. Like even, you know, there's a scene near the end where they're participating in a pagan ritual and he's wearing, like, a dress and a long wig and he has his face painted in, in straight and he's dancing in a very, um, I guess, effeminate way, I, I suppose I would describe it. He still feels very commanding and, and powerful. I mean, not that you can't be commanding and powerful. As You know what? I'm getting myself down a rabbit hole now. <laughs> you know what? That's a whole other podcast. Fuck me. Christopher Lee is great. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Absolutely. Whatever he's doing, whatever he's wearing yeah. in the film, he's great. Now, I didn't know where this film was going to end and what it was going to mm. end with until uh, literally, literally. Which is kind of the joy of going they, on the ride. Absolutely. Which is literally the the minute it's that funny thing where the whole film he's trying to find this girl and he knows something's up in the town mm. and, and everything is weird and he can see the pagan rituals and he is a virgin and yearning for the bar wench singing. Like, it's just, wow, oh, so many things. So many. So the, many like, what oh. is with the, okay, I want to know what kind of small town you go, you go to and you turn up at the bar and they, they uh, the landlord's daughter comes out to show your room and then just randomly the entire bar starts singing a song about how much everyone wants to get in her pants and she's fantastic including the landlord who is her father i'm like what the fuck is going on in this town and <laughs> that's I, the thing like it does it straight away you're just yeah, like what the hell it is otherworldly and trippy and i think that iwa wuwa yep. did i say it right okay <laughs> Love it. i think yeah. he is perfectly cast because He's the, he's the perfect straight man. Like he mm-hmm. just he he plays it straight down the line all the way through, and it's exactly what you need in this film because as an audience watching it, you align yourself to him, even yeah. though he he is in himself has some some problematic 
worldviews and, and whatnot. But he oh, yeah. is he is all of us when he's just standing there, stone-faced, like, what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on in yeah. this town? Yeah. And Can like, I just say, but you know, I was just, just going to say real quick, just, yeah. can we just... If you haven't seen this movie, because we are going to spoil the ending. Yeah, we're going to spoil it. If you haven't seen this movie, turn it off, go watch it, please, then come back. Because it's all about the it's all about the end as well. It's the kind of film. The end is just so perfect. We just I don't want you to spoil it. Don't Google anything about it. Don't Google anything about it. This is the kind of film where the whole film has become famous for the ending. For Mm -hmm. the very, very I'm not even talking like the end, like the end the the last two minutes perhaps of the film. And if you Google it, you will spoil it. And I also think that the whole film is fantastic, not Mm -hmm. just the ending. But it is. It really rightfully so. It's become famous for the ending because it is quite dramatic and and unreal. Um but yeah, this this so he finds himself in this crazy town where people are clearly involved in pagan rituals. <laughs> um, he's getting fed all these weird lines about people apparently. Oh, they've just never heard of who Rowan. Like people have never heard of them. <laughs> and then when yeah. he eventually manages to get someone to admit that they've heard of her, they're like, oh. No, I don't know anything about her. I don't know. Is she missing? No, I don't know. And it, and it's all just like, what the? And then he finally finds, um, he manages to find out from someone that she has died and he's like, okay, so where is she? And they they take him to a grave, um, like to the cemetery, and he's like, okay, so, all right, so you all knew that she went missing and that she died and you've buried her. I'm going to have to exhume the corpse to to look into what's what happened to her um and he exhumes the corpse and it's actually a hair not yeah. um not mm-hmm. the the girl herself um and and so and so it's just it becomes further complicating and oh and the weird bewitching scenes during the night he's the place where he's staying he shares a wall with the landlord's yeah. daughter who does this <laughs> This insane, like, moon witch, pagan, fucking naked dance where she's like banging on the walls and singing. With the best scene in the movie, and, anyway. To come and to come and lay lay with her, and we're of meant course to you pick the best scene in the movie. And we're meant to see that you know he's he's tormented and struggling not to go to her. Um, mm-hmm. And this is how we discover a very important um, piece of information because she comes in the next day, casual as you like. Just like, yeah. oh, you didn't come to bone me last night. And he's like, <laughs> he's and he's just like, oh. And he says, I'm I'm engaged. And then, but then he adds, it's nothing personal. I just don't believe in doing that before marriage. So we come to learn it's that also, he's a virgin, which yep. is important. I also I feel like um many times in the film, he's like that guy in a sitcom that goes, No, I have a girlfriend in Canada who we know is really gay. <laughs> like it's um, well. <laughs> Yeah, there's that too. For for whatever reason it might be, he we learned that he is a, um, a virgin. Um, and, like, okay, so before we get to, like, what actually happens, because we've got to talk about um, what happens, I, I also really enjoy how this, this film seems to be a critique of, I feel like it's a critique of faith more, just generally. Like I was watching mm-hmm. it with Elwar and he said, wow, this film is really, like, a really great critique of Christianity and Catholicism because Absolutely. He, he has all these conversations with these pagan folk and he's pointing out how ridiculous their their rituals are and their beliefs and they just kind of keep flipping it and being like, 
well, so no, no less ridiculous than believing that that Jesus was resurrected and you know mm-hmm. this and this and that. Um, and I think, and I a think part that, of that is nice to hear. I'm not absolutely, lie. <laughs> absolutely. And I think actually that I, I I'm not sure that it's necessarily a critique of Christianity, but just a critique of faith in general or, or a critique yeah. of religion, because I think the point is that no one set of religious beliefs is any more outrageous than another. They're, they are all mm-hmm. just as, they, they're all essentially based on the same thing, which is a, a kind of blind faith in something. And he kind of, he comes into this situation presenting himself as the rational, logical character in this in this world. Um, and little by little, it's kind of, um, you know, through his interactions with the townsfolk, it becomes evident that, well, how can you claim to be logical and rational when you, you believe in a fictional man in the sky with a beard and, exactly. and all the other trappings mm-hmm. of, of Christianity, which is not to say that you can't be a Christian and have that belief, but you can't present yourself as being superior to yeah. others who who also believe in in believe in ideas and notions that we cannot prove in any way. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it, I, I do enjoy that. Um about the film because it kind of makes you go, well, wh- why? I think there's even a point where Christopher Lee talks about uh, there. there's a bunch of kids dancing naked around a fire and jumping over the flames and he says it's a divinity class or some some kind of class and he says, he says like, um, so, but why, why are they naked? And he's like, well, don't be silly. If they jumped over flames with clothes on, the clothes would catch fire. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just down the line, it's just like, well, you can't argue with that. Like, you just (laughs) don't know what to Mm -hmm. say to that. Um, So I really... It's so so logical. Um, So I really enjoy that that part of the narrative. Um, But, I mean, but really, eventually, and it's just so clever, the... I mean, I think it's obvious throughout the film that they're setting him up. Right, it's obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. that the townsfolk are. I'll they're, be honest, conspiring. I, it wasn't to me as a person. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't see it as I didn't see it that way. You didn't see the um, ending coming, like the reveal that he had been tricked. The moment, okay. So what ends up happening is that he's being tricked and falling into it. But the moment that I realised was actually when. Um, so he gets to the crux of the film and it's it's the bit where the girl's going to be sacrificed and he sees her and he saves her and they run into a cave. And the first thing I said is, well, that's fucking stupid. And then, <laughs> you know, like, there's no way out of the cave. And she goes, I remember the way out. And I was literally like, what do you mean remember? She's been, she could have gotten away. And literally that's what I, I thought. was thinking it. And then when they come out of the hole and I'm just like, yeah, they're there to kill him. So yeah. immediately was just like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the sacrifice. And what I yeah. love is then this next what what's brilliant is that's that's the twist in the, but but this next scene and this final scene is brilliant and can i in say the this, way yeah oh. before we get to that final scene i i love even the fact that the way they duped him they kept referencing throughout the film like oh you don't want to be here on may day because you won't like uh uh, uh yeah. rituals and and the, the things that we do knowing that if they say that to him that is like the the juiciest carrot to dangle yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. him like he will make sure that he's still there on may day mm-hmm. because he he will want to you know be like okay what's going on on may day because obviously he thinks they're going to sacrifice Rowan, the, the girl who's who's gone missing. Um, yeah. And, of course, the reality is the plan all along was actually to sacrifice him because there was well, there was a number of criteria because he's a virgin, because he's a He's fool. a virgin, he, he's a They've fool. They've made a fool out of him because mm-hmm. he fell for their tricks. 
Um, yeah. Oh, and he's a man of authority. Like he's turned up as yeah. a member of the the law, so he has this sense of authority over them. Um, he's, yep. What do they say? He's the ideal adult person to 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 be sacrificed. The to. virgin. I just feel bad. Like the virgin thing. I was just like, oh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know. At least I just. I was like. That's the, the most heartbreaking bit of this whole thing. It's not the sacrifice, but you know, that's what Christianity guy. Christianity gets you. If you hadn't been a Christian, could been, you could have just had a had a bone yeah. before marriage and he would all never could have been different if you'd just gone to the wench. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so okay, so oh, that's the, what, it's a martyr's death as well. That's what it is. Too. That's right. Oh, yeah, yes. So it's yeah, yeah. he says, I believe, right. I believe in the life eternal as promised to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. And somewhere yes. I'll go. That, that is good for believing what you do. We we confer upon you a rare gift these days, a martyr's death. And yes. this is what I love, like the, that turning twist. Yeah. Oh, and then it's the, fact that the his, way in which. But the well, way his belief in Christianity is part of what makes him the ideal sacrifice. And everything that we're taught when we see or think within these films is that, you know, the power of Christ compels you when the, the exact same thing that they're doing, it's just, yeah. Bang on yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. And I would suspect that a lot of people who listen to our podcast have actually seen this and so that you, you know how the film ends. But um, you've been warned. If you don't know, stop. Stop now <laughs> and go and watch it. Um, but they It's so they, good. It's so good. It's so good. They they lead him, um, so they lead him up to a to a hill, and then you see, and I just I'm so impressed re-watching this. Just how effective and oh. confronting and dramatic it is for a film that was, uh, you know, filmed in 1973. They come upon the Wicker Man, which is like mm-hmm. a massive. If you're familiar with Burning Man Festival, essentially it's a similar idea, like this massive straw man. And you can see in it, they have, I guess, other sacrifices. They have animals, um, you know, sh- cows, and I was about to say showers. <sighs> showers. It's early. Cow. Cows and cows and sheep. And, we are recording and, very early today. And and geese and and all that kind of thing. Um, and you can see that there's a spot right in the middle where they're going to lead him. Um, and I don't, I don't really know how else. If you haven't seen it, you just have to watch it. I don't know else how to des- how to describe it's what what unfolds. Shot. But it's, yeah. it's beautifully shot, and it is genuinely disturbing. And like I watching it again, yeah. I said to Elroy. The fact that they managed to shoot this scene in a way that it is not it is not gratuitous, so you, you don't see no. lots of scenes of no. animals or human, you know, skin and body burning alive, but, like, it's this prolonged mm. scene of watching him slowly unravel and and his, his acting in this scene is amazing and he, him realising what the, he is burning alive and screaming yeah. to, to Jesus. Um, and it's beautiful. And like- it's, it's beautiful and wrenching. Like I still find it so confronting and disturbing to watch this scene, which is exactly how it's meant to be. And meanwhile, yeah. the pagans are all standing in a big semicircle around them, just like swaying, very <laughs> style singing and, and as the sun is going down, which is kind of a lovely um, final shot, like just, settling on the sun, which is setting, because they are sacrificing him to the sun god. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know, as, but I, as, wanted to, I wanted to cut at the end to a shot. I just wanted to see a plant grow or something. Right. 
I was if like, you, I want I want them to be vindicated and be right. I was right. about to say, if this was a contemporary version, we would have got that. We, we, we would have got like six months a later crops. Yeah, like and growing. That's, and literally it was just that thing where I went, I wanted so much. I was so invested in what they were doing. This is what's beautiful about this film. I was so invested in what they were doing that yeah. I didn't even feel like they were the villains and, and no. they've been seen and portrayed. Like it was so good. The villain is... Um, is organised religion. I feel like that's... <laughs> exactly. Honestly... And I've been saying that for years. No, it, it's, it's true. No, that, that, is, yep. that is the villain. And, I mean, I didn't... See, I didn't want for more because I feel like that was the, that was the point of the story, that that was the villain. And this mm. guy in this moment, even in the moment of his death being burned alive, not able to understand or see the hypocrisy of organised religion and still right. crying to Christ as he's dying, I just was like, oh, like literally these two like head on, we've got the pagans chanting and singing and watching their sacrifice, which we know is just is absolute bullshit and is not going to have any impact on their crops and we see the man being burnt alive crying to Christ, which is not going to have any impact on what happens to him after he dies or Mm -hmm. the kind of life he's led. And it's just, it's all like, it's a little bit, um, I don't know, almost nihilistic. Like it's, it's or existential by the end of it. It's like, there's no point to either of these. It's great. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's It's, so good. It's amazing. Um, It's so good. And I loved the, and it wasn't, can I tell you, up until that moment and that twist at the end and we still got like mm. 10 or 15 more minutes, I was like, what the fuck is with this film? Like oh, we've watched this one so. storyline and, oh, my God, so much singing. And I thought, you know, sure he's going to hate it because it's a musical and nah. like, but no, the tension no, no. And, oh, amazing. But yeah, and the way, and as we've discussed, the way it comes together at the end, it's not just the coming together of like the twist in the narrative and the big, you know, dramatic death at the end it's the way all of those threads all of the thematic you know the commentary on religion and faith and all of that all kind of comes together perfectly it's like it's it's perfect um when when the film ended I have to tell you guys this because I can't see this now and not laugh um when the 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 sun god uh uh what's it called a the thing, the sculpture, fuck me, um, like shows up on the screen and pans back. Elroy was like, spaghetti face. Because <laughs> it looks like it's just lots of bits of spaghetti. Anytime it came oh on the screen God. throughout the whole film, it was like spaghetti face. And I was like, okay, I'm laughing at this now and it's meant to be a serious pagan symbol, but now it is spaghetti face forevermore. The flying spaghetti monster. Spaghetti face. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, I mean... Fuck me, and this was the first film. We've still got two more to talk about. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a cracker of an episode. Oh, it's this movie is just it's it's a classic for a reason. It's absolutely it's, it's up there with, you know, it I think people just think of it because of the twist, but the whole movie mm. is just phenomenal. And that's you know, it. it's not the two lead actors, you know, EY Wuwa and Christopher Lee, there's not much else we can say about them. They're They're just, they both, it's really they good. The if so well. you haven't seen it, I hope you've gone and watched it and then mm. come back to talking about it because it's so good. But, dear God, mm-hmm. don't watch the wrong one. Don't watch the 2006 no. Nick Cage. Nick I mean, Cage one. do watch it if you want to for a very different reason and different experience. Yeah, <laughs> we don't tell you how to live your life. So this yeah. is the thing. Okay, so I was uh, <laughs> Make I better choices, for, though. <laughs> the bee scene. Uh, you know the Nick Cage <laughs> and the bees? Yeah. That's apparently from the Wicker Man. Oh, the bees. 
Yeah. Which I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know? Yes, that's from no, the. No, because I've never seen the Wicker Man, and I've never seen the the. Yes, uh, his version that is either. from, and it and it is so. Apparently, you it is implied in the film that they torture him with the bees and then they kill him. But there is an uncut or alternate ending on the DVD, which is where you actually see the scene with the bees, which has become famous and become an internet meme, and because it's classic Nick Cage. Look, and you know what? Not the is, bees. It is saying something that two hardcore Nick Cage fans are saying. Don't watch the don't watch the Nick Cage version. <laughs> That's no. saying something. Yep. Watch the original yeah. with Christopher Lee. Don't regret <laughs> it. Yeah, watch it. Watch yeah. It. All right. Hundred percent. I forget what. No, we're on to Dean's movie next. Hey, it's Shuri. Uh, our poll for our thirty-first episode is closing fast, and I really want you to pick one of my movies. Uh, one of the ones I chose was House on Haunted Hill, um, mainly because it rules, uh, it's a classic, and Vincent Price is one of the greatest horror icons of all time. Uh, it's a fun film, and if you haven't seen it, even if it doesn't win the poll, please go out and see it. Dean's choice. Yep. Dean's choice. I chose The Witches, um, based off the Roald Dahl book, <laughs> and, and for me, this was oh, this is one that terrified me as a child. Terrifying. This is yeah, terrifying. All of Do you know how many yeah. Italian older women look like the witches? Like, <laughs> come on. Oh my God. This is a return to Oz level in It's so good. It is. So yeah. And can I say, so, and- sorry, I was just going to say, I had, I had the, the joy for a second time of introducing someone to this movie wow. for the first time. Right. I That's could not right. believe that Elroy had never seen the witches. Um, <laughs> And, of course, it was just, it was kind of a shame, though, because watching it with someone who's watching it for the first time as an adult, they're not, they're obviously yeah. not, they haven't been traumatised, okay? They haven't well, been traumatised by it, so they're not as afraid. Uh, I mentioned you know? it to Amy about, oh, should we get the girls to watch this one? And I went, there's no fucking No, 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 no. <laughs> Again, this is one of those no, films no, like No, no, I you, like to sleep. Well, you watch it and... There was, uh, I don't think they make films like this anymore for kids. This is no, one of those films that you can see it's a kid's movie, but it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I don't think kids' movies go that hard anymore. Let me do the IMDb real quick before yes. we get too deep into it. Yeah, um, a I'm young about boy. To say we're diving in already, aren't we? A young boy stumbles onto a witch convention and must stop them, even after he has been turned into a mouse. Now, so the creature effects were all with Jim Henson Studios. Yep. Which explains why they're so. Fucking good. Yeah, so they good. are great. They are great. <laughs> um, I had actually forgotten how good they were, and that was part of the joy watching mm. again. I was like, the mice are great. Yeah. They're so good. And, the you know, everyone, as we all probably, you know, we all grew up reading Roald Dahl books. Mm. So, and I don't know how much they I think these days Roald Dahl's not as big as, like, when we were growing up, they were the books yeah. to read when you're in they primary were. school. You read all these, his books. And I think someone like a David Williams has sort of taken over that, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, Roald Dahl, Paul Jennings, Little Britain. Is. Yeah, ah, and he writes yeah. a bunch of kid books. I only know because my daughters have a few of them. And yeah, okay. So he, I think he's sort of taken over that mantle. And I think also Roald Dahl was a little problematic with yeah. some of the some of his opinions a on little. people. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. Um, yeah. Uh, also, just in case anyone's interested, um, and this is you know, look, yes, he's problematic, and again. We could do a whole separate podcast on enjoying the work of problematic authors slash directors slash actors because that's a whole thing. But um, separating that mm-hmm. out, his, uh, the work he does for adults is 
fantastic. Yep. His short stories for short adults story are yep. absolutely fantastic. But we digress. Anyway. He, um, he, the, the funny thing about the the witches, the, the story that Roald Dahl wrote, is that the ending is different. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently and at the time, yeah, when they made the film, he was quite annoyed because um, like, he was involved. And, and so was I. And so, yeah, yeah, because Roald Dahl's children books were, were actually in some senses um, dark, like quite dark. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And in the original book, um, the young boy at the end doesn't turn back into a boy and he has to live his life no, as a mouse. Life mm-hmm. as a mouse. And I read a really interesting um, quote from Roald Dahl about this saying that, you know, for him it was important to make the point that why is a human life somehow more valuable or worse living than the life of a mouse? I deliberately set up the character so that he he made the point of saying several times, I don't mind living as a mouse. I don't like mind living as a mouse. And that's kind of the point. I mean, the other the little end, kid was fine with it that got turned. I can just live yeah. in a cupboard with all the food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was like the, who's that kid from um, Willy Wonka? I was also confused that there was a good witch. Well, that wasn't. Witches. That's not in the ending of the book either. Yeah, no, mm. not then. Yeah. And that's the thing. Even in the film, and that was Bubbles from Abtab. Oh fuck me! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my Bubbles god! Bubbles is the good witch. Okay, yep. that's well. Now that we're talking about you know um, yeah, cameos and appearances, I knew, I knew you'd wanna. Oh my god! So again, watching this for the first time with Elroy in the 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 scene. Um, in the in the conference room, um, they pan across the crowd of all the witches um, sitting there waiting for the grand high priestess, whatever she's called, um, to reveal herself. Did you say just one sec? No, thingamawatsit, like the oh, oh, sorry. You were trying to come up <laughs> yes, with that. Um, yes, um, it pans over the crowd and we suddenly stopped. We were like, is that fucking Michael Palin? And we paused and rewound and paused. Michael Palin has a cameo in this film as one of the witches, yeah. which there's I think is just... Dra- there's lots of people in drag. Amazing. Yeah, yep. amazing that he's in it. And he's even the this, this shot, because it's only for a second, he's got the most stupid grin on his face and it's like it works because all the witches in that scene are, ha- are happy and excited because they're listening to the, the Grand High Priestess. But also a part of me is like, he, that's just him grinning because he's like, yeah. this is this is a lark. This is this is a lot of fun. I'm sitting here dressed up as a witch in this this movie. So I love that that was something new that I got out of this film that I did not know about. Um, but yeah, can we just talk about like how just this film? Like I I adore even just how it opens. Like talk you know talk about folklore. The whole film opens with the idea of the law the law surrounding witches yeah, in this witches. world that, that Roald mm-hmm. created. And I absolutely love it, this long sequence where the grandmother is talking to her grandson about all these, like, fabled stories of things that witches have done to children in the past and all the little the little rules. Can I tell of- you the painting one? Oh. It terrified me as a kid. And Same. I and that for like a, about a year and a half, whenever I'd see a painting in someone's hall, like I'd go and look, it's just, oh my God. Absolutely. Oh, that, scared mm-hmm. me, that scared me more than any other part of the film is is that it's, haunting nothing. It's pretty fucking tell. scary just seeing her like standing in the window and then even the notion that she gradually gets older and older and then. And then dies just, in the painting. Oh, oh. my God. Um, and I, I love that they. They reference back to that. There's a scene in the hotel where um, Angelica painting, Houston. Yeah. Oh, 
amazing, <laughs> um, walks past a painting in the hotel and it's a picture of a kid and she kind of peers at it and taps it with her fingernail and it's just this nice little reference back. Yep. Um, but, like, that's where they set up the the signs, like, okay, witches will always be wearing gloves because they have these gnarly hands. They'll always have square-toed shoes because they don't have toes. Um, they'll always be scratching their scalp because clearly they're not wearing very good quality wigs um, because they're wearing <laughs> wigs. They need a lace front. That, that's it. Um, they're wearing wigs that scritch them. Um, there was a few other rules. Oh, you might see a glint of purple in their eyes. Um, I can't remember. There was a few others, but I love that they set up the law so you're you're immediately introduced to this world everything you need um, to know as well like mm-hmm. there well, yeah and everything gets referenced again at different points during the film it, it, it's all foreshadowing you know the things that you were going to see pop up later um i mean and and you know so they end up honestly the re- even the reasoning for them ending up at the hotel is just like whatever it doesn't even matter the, the point is that they you know no, can i actually sort of touch on this the, the grandma gets diabetes. And, well, no, first his we, parents die. Oh, his parents die. His parents die and then the grandma's yeah. looking after him. The grandma faints and then the doctor's like, oh, it's diabetes. Just cut back on sugar and have a holiday by the beach. I'm like, what kind of a doctor are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good doctor. I'd like a holiday by the beach. Well, I don't I like being told not to have sugar, but I'd be like, no, holiday <laughs> by the beach. Okay. Um, I, I love that the idea of um, uh, a fun holiday by the beach in in the UK is just like, it's so dreary. It's such a, <laughs> it, it's just all grey and rainy and yucky. It's like, yay, holiday by the beach. Yay, beach. Um, definitely not um, not an Aussie holiday by the beach. Um, but, no. yeah, so they arrive at this hotel, which um, coincidentally is the same hotel where um, all of the witches and the, the Grand High Witch I know, right? are having, like... a, having a convention under the guise of, the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty Against Children or some 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 bullshit. Um, oh, and and this never gets resolved in the film, and it's the one thing that I'm like, I want to know, is that it's clear that there's a history. The grandma has a history with the high priestess. Um, yeah. She mentions earlier in the film, we can see she's missing a finger, and clearly this has something to do with a run-in with a witch, but she never reveals what happened. Mm-hmm. And when they get to the hotel... When she sees Angelica Houston, she says, like, I feel like I know her from somewhere. Like, I feel like I recognise her. And she recognises the grandma in turn. I, I can't remember whether it's covered in the books, but it's it's hinted at in the film. And I'm always like, I want to know that story. Like, what, what happened with them? I mean, this is also a film where they were absolutely angling for a sequel. You think? Oh, for sure. Well... At the end, with the it's like, and now I've got the address book, so we can go to the Americas. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. Hanging, for a, hanging for a sequel. That's absolutely. true. I'm kind of glad they didn't do a sequel. Oh, so am I. Um, apparently, <laughs> the the remake is just no good. I haven't seen it. Um, but even just oh, looking with, at the uh, casting, I was like, Anne Hathaway. She's not threatening at all. Like, I don't. I don't understand yeah. that casting. No disparaging Anne Hathaway and her acting ability. Not not at all. But I just Angelica Houston just looks evil. She's amazing. She's absolutely she's, she's so good. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. And that's yeah. that watching it again, doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, watching that like convention room scene where she takes off her mask and her wig and she and the makeup far out. Mm-hmm. Like and she so is good. that grotesque. 
And it's not just the face, the hunched back that comes out of the, the of dress it. and the arms and her face. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. But it's I'm also s- the, 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 the fear of it and the comedy of it and all of the witches and every, oh, it's Well, great. and her acting makes it all the more terrifying. So like yeah. there's a scene in particular where uh, one of the witches in the audience speaks out of turn and she um, she does this thing where she's looking away from the camera and she does a slow turn to, like, to face the camera to be like, who said something? And it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I remember as a kid I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch her that slow pivot um, because it's, it's absolutely just, oh, anyone of our generation I think has seen this and was traumatised yeah. by it. I don't know oh, anyone God, yes. who. God, yes. I don't know anyone who I mean, saw this for a as kid's a child. Film, and it wasn't is not scared. one you would take a child to see. Exactly. Like, yeah, I would it's return to Oz level. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the whole. You know, this is supposed to be a kids' film, but it's you know we all have nightmares because of it. It scared the shit yeah. out of us. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's, absolutely. And, okay, I have to talk about one scene because this was again another moment that I'd never noticed as a kid. And maybe it's watching it again with someone who's watching it as an adult for the first time. Maybe it took for them to point it out for me to see. And I feel really, like, conflicted about this, like, what the hell? Like, you know when they get the the fat Willy Wonka kid to, to, to come in? Yeah. Because um, that's what I think of him now as the kid from, from the yeah. Chocolate Factory. They Augustus get him to. Luke. That's it. Thank you. They get him to come <laughs> in and she's she's waiting for him at the front. She's got a proper human face back on. Face on. Okay. I don't know how to, I don't know how else to approach He this. deserves to be turned into No, no, no. No, no, no. You don't no no. Oh yeah, he does. What I'm yeah, gonna say is I want candy. She there is a scene, there is a moment where she is I don't know how else to say this. She is she is gyrating in a way. Oh yeah. yeah it yeah, looks yeah. like she is she it's is sexual. getting off. And yeah, I had yeah, never yeah. really noticed it before. And, again, I think it's because I was watching with someone who's watching it as an adult for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we yes, got to that yeah, scene yeah. and Elroy just went, whoa. Yeah, he was totally, like, that's, yeah. that's really sexual. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, it is. It I, absolutely I is. I never noticed that before. I was like, that's that's very sexual. That's, 100%. And I, I, I like. I mean, I guess we're just meant to. It's just meant to be like she, she, she literally gets off on being bad. She's yeah. just yep. Yep. so yep. evil. But even when you think about it, that 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 is so explicit. But when you watch it as a kid, totally. you don't see that. You don't. No, you don't see it at all. You don't, you don't see it in any way, shape, or form. And this is the first time I've noticed that. Like I watched it again, and I was like, oh, okay, that was. It's kind of like watching yeah. Labyrinth again when you're an adult mm-hmm. and you're like, ha, 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 okay, I see that cod piece. I see <laughs> I see all these yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interactions between you and of. you're like, I, I see the subtext that's been mm-hmm. both. The, the film is just fantastic. Like the yeah. animation, the costuming, all of it. Like the it moves so quickly. Like I was literally like 20 minutes in and I'm like, oh, my God, like if you told me 20 minutes in this is where we'd be, I wouldn't have thought of it. And mm-hmm. and it's just fantastic. It's such a beautifully edited uh, film as well. Like the, oh, the God, it's yeah. as it's absolutely as long as it needs to be. It's it's we've, <laughs> it's we've all talked about this yeah. before. Like a ninety I mean, the minute ending, film. The ending is, of the film shoots me, but yeah, the rest of yeah. it, love, love. The love, ending love, love, is love. annoying. Apparently, the only uh, I'm going to say positive about the remake is apparently they went with the Roldal ending in the remake. So uh-huh. um, okay. Okay, yeah, cool. so the kid actually lives as a mouse. I am kind of tempted to watch it. 
partly because I'm, I'm curious to see what with, with with more modern cinematic techniques what they do with the the makeup. So because uh, I don't know what. Anne Hathaway's yeah. Grand High Priestess looks like when she takes her face off. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you got Nicolas Cage to play the Grand I High just witch. thought about Nicolas Cage in Face Off. There now. should have been a scene in The Witches where she's like, I want to take my face off. Oh. Would have been perfect. And they can eat a peach for hours. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's how you know they're um, a witch. That takes them an hour to eat a peach. One and thing- now this is that meme where someone's like, is that the... Face makeup from the witches? Why, yes, with the meme from Jebel West Prada. That's what's going yes. on right now with that yes. way. Um, one thing I did notice because I looked up some images from the, the the remake is that all of the witches in the new one have um, kind of Joker-esque scars up mm. there. Yeah. Very, very faint. And I think that the I, ha- I, ha- I have a sense that the idea is that when they go into witch form, their entire mouths open like yeah, bigger than uh, okay. like dinosaur in jaws type open. Yeah, which uh, I still think the Angelica yeah. Houston Jim Henson oh, makeup it, is better. That's the thing. I don't think you, you don't can need, to go, practical you don't need to go to extra exactly extra practical effects to do it. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. please yeah. bang on, just bang on. Fuck off with your CGI, like practical <laughs> effects. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You all know by now that we are letting you vote on the movie that we watch for the final episode on the 31st of October. We have a list of nine movies up on our website, and I'm here to tell you about one of the movies that I picked for that list. So today I'm going to tell you about 2010's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. This is such a fun little movie. It is absolutely hilarious, but at the same time, don't be mistaken, this movie can be a little bit gory and has a lot of jump scares. So it is a little bit scary as well. Uh, This movie really plays on the trope of a group of teenagers visiting a cabin in the woods out in the sticks and falling into uh, evil hands. It really takes that trope and flips it on its head in a hilarious way. Um, It's just so much fun to watch, perfectly paced, perfectly balanced between the horror and the comedy. I think it's a lot of fun and I hope you enjoy it. Alrighty. So we love the witches. Certainly not least. The witches is great. Scary kids. Now how do we say this one? This one it's it's the the I think it's the witch. It's the witch. It's the witch. It's just a fancy it's just a fancy way of um, (laughs) I'm gonna say the vet. The V V itch sounds like something you need to go to a doctor for. Yeah, true. Ladies, if you have a VVH, get down to your, your local GP. <laughs> or sorry, I should Came say back from Vietnam with the VVH. All of the all of my VV uh VV having people get down to the doctor if you've got a VVH. Yes. Because yes. they've got a cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. <sighs> all right. So anyway. So this was your, your with pick, the, it's Liza with a V, yeah. not Liza with a C. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Um, sorry, right. my choice. No, I don't know that reference. That's not. That's all right. <laughs> I'll send you, you a link anyway. to a Liza Minnelli song. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we, I picked for folklore horror, 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 horror back, horror, right. horror, <laughs> uh, the witch. Uh, okay, from Robert Eggers do it again from because it just, it just cut out. It started again. I it heard just that cut too. out just when you said the title, so it went the. Uh, the, well, it actually the, went the v- 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 
So just the <laughs> witch. The witch by Robert Eggers. Hang, so, hang on, just because Edward's brother. No. Now. <laughs> the witch. <laughs> now keep going. <laughs> uh, by Robert Eggers from 2015. Uh, quick little IMDb because the rest of them are all Huge. the movie. There's a, a family lot in, of, yeah. Yeah, a family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Um, well, I saw this for on. the first time are on the big screen at the Astor. Are they a family of Puritans? This just says, oh, this just says a family. So it just. I know, I just, I guess the way that that one paints it is, is like they're, they're excommunicated from their community and building a life outside of that tribe. And, mm. and that, yeah, I just feel like because they were because they were too too puritanical. Yeah, well, so oh, well, is that the idea that they were too well? And this, I actually, um, after watching, did just looked up something on the net because I was like, wait, what? So, mm. shall I dive in? Am I? Am I? Mm. Can I just yeah. dive in? Yeah, so yeah. The, do it, with yeah. the family is basically from the start, and like there's this scene where the girl is doing peekaboo to the baby, and where yes. where every moment I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my god, the baby's gonna get taken, the baby's gonna get taken. You just know the baby's gonna get taken, and then she does peekaboo and takes away her eye, her eyes, her hands, and the baby's <laughs> gone. And, well, the, and, the horror started uh, early. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then um, we see the baby being killed and the blood being put all over someone's naked body, and and it's this whole thing now where it's just like, okay, something is definitely in the woods, and something is gonna happen. To this Which, family. Can we not like okay? We can't we 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 can't just skip over like and no, we see the no, baby no, no, getting no. killed. That scene is I had because I and it's like bam from the start you're just like holy it's, it's so dark it is so dark you see this mm-hmm. this baby and it's not just the baby getting killed you see this very much from like the witches this gross gnarly hand like menacingly kind of stroking the baby's body. And finally ends down at uh, his genitalia and then we see a knife come in and then we just cut to uh, a scene of the back of what looks like a bent-over woman who's Mm -hmm. naked and clearly eating something. And then we see her smearing her body with... I'm going to say there's... there's, It's not just blood, there's bits. There's chunks. There's there's bits. It's fucking... Dark. This movie is dark yeah. right from the, the get-go. And, and this, actually, was the, this was the last one I watched last night, so I finished watching it at 1.30 in the morning and I was like, oof. fuck you, Shuri. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I love this film. I, I messaged Shuri because I saw this uh, in the cinema and this was the only second, this, only the second mm. time I've watched it and I messaged Shuri when that scene came up and I was like, no, I messaged oh, both yeah. of you and I was like, yeah. um, oh, I this movie. forgot, <laughs> I, whoa, okay, I somehow forgot <laughs> How dark this is. Yeah. Um, now, Dean, you should know better by now that a Shory pick should be either watched first or in the middle. <laughs> well, I, there we go. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, yes, you're completely right. And then what starts happening is you're realising there's something in the woods and, the, and slowly one by one the family members are being picked off. Mm. In theory, mm-hmm. but they—it's the fact as well that because the young daughter who who was looking after the baby and the baby disappeared, the mother's never forgiven the daughter for that, mm-hmm. and and the father's trying to teach the son that the son is going to have to you know hunt and look after things. The son isn't around any other women, so he's oogling his sister who is yep. developing into womanhood. Like there's so much there. So so 
It's I very Freudian all, in a lot of hmm. ways. So, yeah, a lot well, of, I actually did yeah. research on it, on, on it because I just thought mm. I have to look it up because the ending to me, and, and basically slowly but surely everyone dies but the young girl who was with the baby mm. at the start, who mm. the whole family think are uh, is the witch. Because yeah. earlier on, to get her baby sister to stop being a, just a little annoying, crappy child, she says she she's says, the witch. I and am then when, the witch of the when woods. When things get worse, they're like, she said she was the witch and yeah. the mother hate, um, hates her because of the baby. It, it's it's this whole insane. But we'll get to those, yeah. those specifics in a bit. And basically, I was trying to figure out what the end is. And when you look at it, it's the fact that even though all the family leave to be um, to live this new life in a new world, it's mm. all actually the fact that, they all, um, like the seven, uh, that sloth, what, what are they called? The sloth. Oh, the deadly sins. The sins. Seven deadly sins. They all embody and exhibit them except for her. Mm-hmm. She's the one that holds true to her faith and being a good person and a good child the whole time. And then when everything goes horribly wrong, she prays. She still prays to her God that does mm-hmm. nothing for her. So when the final twist, can I just talk about what the twist is at the end of what yeah. I like to do? Yeah, that? again. Like so when everyone... It. When everyone's um, like dead, she goes into a room, calls on the the black beast, calls on Satan, and and says instead of she's like, well, God didn't help me, so yeah. I'm going to call on you. And Satan gives her the option to literally die here, like your family has, or sign the beast of the books. Or uh, the would the would they live deliciously? Become mm. one one with the one with the witches that live in the woods, and she yeah. chooses that rather than dying. And it's not that thing where she's like, "I don't want to die," but it's the fact that she has held true to mm. being a good person and doing everything right, and it's still gotten her to this point. <laughs> it's not another of critique own, of religion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's not of her own making. And that's the thing where when she then realizes, you know what? But it is the making of this person, and asks, "What shall I do?" and then does it. And, yeah. and it's that because 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 Satan answered the call when God well, didn't. Well, it's, a, it's, it's again such her, an face, interesting, her face gets her yeah. nowhere. Her face mm, in, yeah. in in God gets her nowhere. She, as you say, she's always doing the right thing, and even her her family turn against her. They and all it, it, turn on her. Oh. Like even at the point where there's there's a point near the end of the film where her mother attacks her, and even when her mother is trying to kill her, she's just screaming, "I love you! I love you!" Like she's constantly yeah. Yeah. just mm-hmm. trying to. You know, um, but can I just say, I, I've, what because I was watching this at home for the first time, I was finally able to watch it with subtitles. I got so much that more so yeah, 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 out yeah. of this film. Oh, so much better the watching The mumbling, subtitles. like the I remember dad, watching the it at the cinemas, the and I'm just like. I don't know what the fuck is yeah, going I think on. With like, how deep the dad's voice is and speaking yeah. in the old English, yep. you he just sounds like it's just like a yeah. Yeah. It's so really much hard more to hear. nuance out of this film yeah. watching it with subtitles. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fantastic because I've got the the dark, like and as we've said, like not just not just like thematically, but um tonally, like literally the colour palette. This film is dark, it's very dreary. Um, lots of greys and yeah, lots of greys. Yeah. Um, you know, the the landscape is very, um, you know, I don't know what time of year it's meant to be set in, but it's very grey and wet, and you know, so there's a sense of just the this oppressive darkness mm-hmm. that is just yeah. part of their yeah. life, um, and it's also, I guess, to an extent, the kind of film that it's not just. I wouldn't say it's solely set in one location, but it's a very um, limited worlds that they're it's operating. Isolated. Yeah. Like, it's isolated. It's isolated. Yeah. Most of the film is set in and around the house um, or occasionally yeah. out in the woods. A couple of bits um, in the woods. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's it's just, 
I love this. I, I again, oh, this is great. one of those films that I feel, um, you know, it is a slow burn, and mm-hmm. it. But I th- think that that tension, the way it pays off, is really, it is and really it pays worth off it. in a really different way. Like we basically the way in which all family members are eliminated. Like you've got the. Um, uh, the son, like first the baby is, disappears and we see that mm. at the start. Then the son is um, with her in the woods and you, he gets basically um, seduced by a witch and then he's knackered, snapped, and, and then he comes back possessed and yep. and dies in front of the whole family and the mother's still blaming the daughter because yep. she was with him. Then the other two girls, a little just horrors and beasts, um, uh, basically when they start convulsing and all this different mm. stuff. And it's just the fact that, Every, they're just picking them off one by one because the dad actually then, when he takes the the kids and and locks them all up in the barn and it's like, well, we'll leave in nightfall. Whatever's wrong with you, we're not going to sleep with that. And and it, it turns once again. It's just fantastic. That's kind of that that scene. I think um, is really terrifying because at that point, yeah. when he locks them in the barn together, you really at that point believe that um, it, it is. Probably the, those two young One kids who have made yes. a covenant with the devil, and she's stuck in this, locked in this barn with them, and with yeah. Black Philip. Can we talk about one of the the central characters of the film? I love yeah. the way right from the beginning they they tell us who who the the evil presence is, but it's in such a like nonchalant childlike way that you dismiss yeah. it you don't think like the kids right at the beginning are chasing they have a black goat and they're chasing it around singing black philip black philip and these songs about black philip being an evil entity that will mm-hmm. that will rule them all um and they 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 tell their sister that you know black philip has been talking to them and you just think nothing of it yeah. at the start because and, it's, and he attacks the dad and everything and it's sort of like yeah and you're like and well he, it's a goat and it's a male goat and male goats can be dicks. So maybe he's just a dick. See, I, I feel like it's prior. I think it's, pri- I think the scene where, um, where the son is, is dying is when, when you first get a sense that, hang on a sec, is, is that actually, is, is Black Phillip the, a, a demon or the devil in, in a goat form? Because in folklore, that, mm. that is, that yeah. is something that's um, this idea that the devil will come in the form of a black goat. Um, and she says that. She says it's these two. They said they've been, Black Phillip's been talking to them. The scripture tell us, tells us that he often comes in the shape of a, of a goat. And at that point, you start to feel uneasy about it. And then she gets locked in the barn with the two kids and the goat. And, mm-hmm. and that scene where, like, they're sitting there and the goat's just kind of, the goat is inexplicably Very. panting and the other animals aren't. They're not, they're just, and it looks, you can just see something is different. Something is different. Yeah. And the two kids are not sitting too close to it. They're kind of huddled in the corner. They they seem to have this fearful respect for the mm-hmm. for Black Phillip and she's just looking at it like, the fuck? Um and I, I actually find it's such a like simple, simple technique. But when she, when she finally, I guess, accepts or believes or realizes that Black Philip, their goat, is is the devil um, that has come in animal form. Um, even just the way that scene plays out when she's she's talking to him and asking um, what he can do for her. And the way his, you just hear his voice. They don't, they don't try. It's not ham-fisted. They don't try to show yeah, you a no, goat talking. No, they don't. No. You don't see him. You just, all you see is her face suddenly hearing him 
and you just understand yeah. that he's talking to her. And I found, yeah. I mean, I found that really terrifying and unsettling. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the movies, I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, that's, yes, okay, this is happening. Um, and it's just a beautiful, like, the ending. I love the way she, it's the great. acceptance. She's she's just like, yep, okay. I tried to, I tried to pray to, to God. I tried to be faithful and that god didn't work. never answered like yeah that didn't work so i'm talking prayers, to you so. and your answer i'm gonna live deliciously yeah and and you kind of they, they like they've set it up in such a way and it's the building up to that point like seeing her constantly being knocked down and being vilified when she's trying to do the right thing you actually feel like you're okay with it you're you yeah. kind of mm-hmm. you're like Absolutely. you're like you know what Go, yeah, I kind. I actually feel like yeah, go with it. Go live, live deliciously. That, that's the whole thing with it. Where it's not of, like um, this conflict. Yeah, that you're thinking of the Lucille Bluth. Good for her. Me. Yeah, is that and what it's you were this one, yeah, yeah. It's ready or not, and it's, it's like, midsummer. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. For her. and it just and it's that thing as well where it's not like there was this struggle or anything. She did everything that she was supposed mm-hmm. to do, unlike every other member of her family. But yeah. because she knew she was doing everything she asked to do, when this happened, she could have just not asked for that help. She could have mm. not. And instead she went, I'm going to fuck Philip, help. And yep. he answered. And it's, yeah. and it's that interesting thing where it's not, a, a you know, it's so interesting when we always see in these things normally where, you know, but no, you know, you're tempted by the devil. That's not what's mm. happened here. It's mm. not temptation. Yeah. It's the yeah. reality that you spend so much time assuming that God is protecting you from the devil when that's not actually the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I exactly, I think you've hit the nail on the head. The fact that she 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 goes, she doesn't just go willingly, but she goes calmly. And she's yes. she's of sound mind. And she's yep. yeah. she's not been yeah. tempted or seduced. She's not been coerced or manipulated. She's just very calmly and 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 willingly just goes to him. And and yep. even yeah. to the point where she when she first asks him and he doesn't answer, she's just for a second, she, she's just kind of like, okay. She goes to turn around and, and leave because it's. Yeah. She's just sort of calmly like, I'm trying to find an answer somewhere, and then he answers her, and you just sort of go, yeah. But as as you say, good for her. Like good for her. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, it comes upon all the other. Well, he leads her to all the other witches in the wood who are um, dancing naked around a fire and and starting to levitate off the ground. And so she joins them and I think good for her. So the fire is actually her, the burning bodies of her family. Oh, how do you know That's what I found out in in reading, in reading, no, 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 in reading. Like so it's actually the burned bodies of a family and she's Are we joined. meant to know that as viewers without having read that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it's. Because it's not very, it's not clear. It's not like it's not clear. But that's the thing. So in an interview I read where it was just like, Mm. yeah, and it's the fact that you know, she's accepting it in this sense of calm and everything because mm. she's finally, yeah, given a place. Yeah. But it's it's up there with, um because this is Robert Eggers' first film too. This is his debut. And oh. wow. So you what put this up there with to, yeah. Hereditary, yeah. I reckon, because of the, the two very brilliant debut films mm. that yeah. are just incredible. Oh. And like it's, it's so just good. an amazing movie. It's beautifully um, shot, everything. And I was sure it was. It might have been you that sent this through um, to us. Uh, or I don't know if it was you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So it, that he's. It yeah, was announced he, the other day that he's um he's going to do a Nosferatu uh, remake. Yeah, yeah. And That's, Anna Taylor um, Joy, who's in this, is going to be in that too. I'm very interested awesome. to to mm. see what 
what he will do with that, given the style of um, the witch. Which, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love this film. I, I absolutely love it. Mm. I think it's. I, I think that this is maybe a crossover film for us, Shuri. I think this is a Shuri and an Emmett film. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. it's it's great. It's it's very unsettling. It's you know, it's very dark. Um, it's not overly like gory. Like the the no. gore is just done in a way that I don't know how. It's so skillfully. The well, use not, of violence and, and gore is so skillfully done, so that yeah. it's not over the top, but it's terrifying. It's it's they're not ripping guts out and stuff, but it's like it's the better, the subtle version of here's what it is. Mm. You make up what you think in your head what exactly. happens, and yes. so that's exactly. even more that's scarier. Yeah. And I think even like right from the beginning, especially when you're dealing with an infant, even the suggestion mm-hmm. yeah. that it, that she killed and ate the infant and then smeared its remains all over her body is absolutely horrific. Yep. Um, yeah. And and I think that's it's perhaps it's that's the whole point. It's the kind of thing that's so horrific they don't even need to show it. They just need to suggest to you yeah, that that happens and enough. that's enough to, to scare an audience. Um, and I do, you know, I do always appreciate, um, and this is part of what I like about this genre, the depiction of witches as not this kind of fantastical fantasy idea yeah. but truly dark and evil mm-hmm. like and and yeah i don't know i don't look at it as evil i just look at it as the eating the baby like, oh, okay yeah no you're right <laughs> okay okay I, I i guess i just i don't feel like it's this depict- i mean it is something you just go oh my god that's awful but it's that mm. thing where you know i still i look at the release and the the life that she was living and the life that she's living oh. now and, and that's hey, that's don't get me what wrong. I'm, I'm all pro the choice that she made for her life at the end. <laughs> she doesn't have to eat a baby, but yeah, I mean, look, it's probably better you than the what? life she was living with her family, who yeah, loved, we all make sacrifices. Who loved God more than? Oh Jesus! <laughs> but they loved God more than she loved her. At the end of the day, is the reality. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Oh, and, you know, and and they, but they were all people who, let's be honest, were using the word of God as a defense for bad actions and bad mm. behavior. Mm-hmm. So that oh, was part of that- the thing is the fact that they weren't actually living by their word while she was. And isn't it great that we're now at a more enlightened time where people no longer use, like, the, the word of God to just defend bad behavior? I know, right? Well, Religion barely exists anymore as a justification. Yay! Uh, did you Did you both recognize at the start when they're being kicked out of the community, the judge in the middle? Is the no. old man from Anything for Jackson? Really? Oh. Yeah. So he, I think he gets typecast in those sorts of roles. Okay. But yeah, it's him. He's you know he's also deaf in Supernatural as well. Yes, I do recognise him from that. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, I didn't notice that. Um, yeah, such a good film. So mm-hmm. another Absolutely. another episode fantastic. where we've just got three three Bang fantastic on. and very yep. tonally tonally different films. Yeah. Very happy. And all, all scary yep. in their own way. We've done very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We kudos, have. Kudos to us. Kudos to us. Clicks all around. Yeah, we're awesome. Yes. <laughs> click, 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 yes, click. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Everyone, I hope you 
I really enjoyed this episode. Honestly, all the films that we've mentioned tonight, watch them or today, whenever you're listening to us. Yeah. Watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we are, I mean, I know we're barreling towards the end of the month now, but we're also at the point that we're picking the juiciest fun that we are, we've wanted to talk about and we're really excited for. So yeah. if you have other films that you think would be great for the folklore theme or ones that we should have watched instead, why don't you hit us up on our socials? We want to hear about it. And we'll see you tomorrow with our next podcast. Bye. Bye. It's Emma here, and you've been listening to another episode of Pot of the Damned. As you all know, we are letting you vote on the final film that we will watch for episode 31. We've got nine up there for you to vote from. So I'm going to tell you about one of my picks so you have a little bit more information to help you make a decision. So one of my picks for our list is 1974's Young Frankenstein. I absolutely love this film. It is a hilarious love letter to classic horror. If you're at all familiar with the story of Frankenstein, you will really, really enjoy this quirky Mel Brooks take uh, on this classic story. It will hopefully leave you in stitches, maybe a little bit light on the horror, but definitely part of the horror comedy subgenre. It's so much fun to watch, such a classic, and I absolutely love it, and I hope you do too. (laughs) 